0: The grid is a very busy place. There's a lot going on, there's a lot of reporters, journalists, sponsors, partners. But that gradually starts to thin away as you get to the 10-minute board. We're there to compete, we're there to succeed. I want to be absolutely focused.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Mindset Win, the weekly podcast from Red Bull that provides valuable insights from leading sports professionals and explores how we can incorporate their techniques into our everyday lives. I'm Kate Courtney, and this episode is all about how to improve your focus at crucial moments using a pre-performance routine. You might recognize our guest voice from a previous episode this season, Christian Horner. Christian is a team principal and CEO at Oracle Red Bull Racing, the reigning Formula One world champions. Here at Mindset Win, we were able to conduct an in-depth interview with Christian, and there were just so many brilliant takeaways that came out of it. We felt compelled to share a second episode based on a part of the conversation that we didn't hear last time. In that first episode, Cedric explored how finding joy is central to Christian's work and the way that he runs his team. But Christian stands out in another way as well, in the high performance mindset that he clicks into on race day. So in this episode, we'll be looking at how to focus and providing you with an exercise to improve yours.
0: I'm Christian Horner, team principal and CEO of Oracle Red Bull Racing. The first time we won the championship in 2010 in Abu Dhabi, it was that first time you're going through that emotions and, and the fact that there was four drivers going into that final Grand Prix capable of winning the, the championship and for your guy to come out on top, that was just a feeling of absolute elation. But quickly that then changes into, okay, you know, that's done focus on the next race the next season the next the next challenge you just focus on the basics do the basics well the strategies that you adopt they they're presented and there's an element of risk and reward I have a procedure that personally that I've followed since I was racing myself I think for me it's just a, a process of getting yourself in the right frame of mind and in, in the moment so you know whether it's almost like a ritual that you have as you prepare for the race, whether it's you know approaching the car from the right-hand side as the driver sits in it to wish them luck, to uh, where I stand in the garage for the start. All I've done is refine that process over the years. You know, I've got into a habit of tying my shoelaces before a race now, and you just add bits to it. All of those little things are crucial. I th- I think you stick to the basics, and for me, that's it's just a way of getting into the zone of the race because there's so much noise, there's so much. Commotion. I want to be absolutely focused for a Grand Prix. You know, they tend to go incredibly quickly. I, I see that your your mind is like a processor and is not to overclutter it with rubbish. So focus on the stuff that's important. The grid is a very busy place. There's a lot going on, there's a lot of reporters, journalists, sponsors, partners. But that gradually starts to thin away as you get to the 10-minute board and that's where suddenly it's about the team and the drivers, you know, wanting to see the drivers get into the car. And then it's a question of speaking briefly with the engineers, just making sure that the race engineers are, you know, happy with where their car's at or where their driver's at. And then my process is that I will always go and shake the driver's hand, I'll approach the car from the right-hand side, and they've come to expect that now. They're part of that ritual as well in many respects, and I'll offer some last-minute encouragement or advice. And then it's a walk back to the garage. I watch the start of the race from in the garage. I'm listening to the radio, obviously, ensuring that because the command comes from the pit wall to make sure everybody has that radio communication, to stick their hand in the air. And so I'm looking to make sure that's all in check. So I'll watch the race from the garage. There's a delay in the transmission. So I'll pick the quickest screen to watch, but I'll have the GPS in the corner of my eye to see have we made a good start or not. I'll watch three quarters of the first lap to make sure the things have started to settle. And at that point, I'll walk across to the pit wall trying to avoid being run over by the safety car that's hurtling down the pit lane at that point in time, plug into the intercom, and then join the pit wall for the Grand Prix, and it's straight into working with the strategists in terms of how the race is going to unfold. We're there to compete, we're there to succeed. You know, the best way to achieve that is by being measured, by being controlled, by following our processes. You can often see that there's a confidence with the drivers as they step in and indeed they're going through their own process. Sometimes they get in the car only from one side. Some drivers put the helmet on before they get in the car. Some put the helmet on in the car. Some put the gloves on left hand first. Different things suit different people. And so they'll all have their own individual way of going about and I think you've just got to give them that freedom and that space to, you know, to do that. There's no set rule for any individual, and I think it's whatever floats their boat. Since I was 13, I've always had a, a lucky toilet at a Grand Prix circuit. It's just a process that you go through, I think, in order to get yourself in the in, in the group. It, ca- it came about that when I was at 13 years of age, I ended up at a go-kart track, and there was about 15 toilets there. I went for a In this one toilet and won the race. So I thought, okay, well, I'll stick to that toilet. And it's something that's followed me through my entire career. Visualization is an important technique. If I visualize the cars making a good start, seeing them through the first corner, it's an important element. Quite often during the course of a weekend, I'll look at the podium and I'll visualize our drivers being on that podium. I've always envisaged this team winning world championships, winning races, and I think if you visualize something and you believe in it and you want it bad enough, you can achieve anything. During Grand Prix weekend, there is a lot of moving parts, but I mean, I think some of it you just go through on autopilot, so you get asked the same question continually by the media and you almost come up with a stock answer. The racetrack is obviously full on and I have to be quite disciplined to ensure that I get that time to concentrate on what is the fundamental part of my job. Usually but on a Saturday evening, uh, I try and keep that free to have dinner with close colleagues. That's important that you just get a chance to catch your breath. Sleep is also incredibly important that you're well rested. I try and ensure that I get seven hours sleep. Sometimes that's different with a jet lag and so on. And I'll be pretty disciplined in my timings.
1: One of the things I found most interesting in Christian's interview was the way he described focus as a temporary state that can be reached through a routine. Without this interview, I might have assumed that someone like Christian simply had a special gift for locking into focus in those key moments. But this suggests that the ability to focus is not a trait you are born with, but a state you can access by creating the right set of circumstances. Another thing I loved about Christian's routine is how ordinary the steps in his process are. While it may be a bit hard to imagine the pressure and responsibility of being team principal for a Formula One team, chances are we've all had a lucky pair of socks at one point or another. These ordinary moments can yield extraordinary results when repeated consistently and intentionally over time. A pre-performance routine is a tool often used by athletes to trigger the level of focus we need to compete. We mentioned them when snowboarder Marcus Cleveland revealed his approach to coping with pressure. And in this episode, we're going to build on that and really get to grips with the mechanics of how these routines work. Pre-performance routines can not only help us deal with pressure, they also act as a kind of trigger or a switch to get us in the right frame of mind for a period of narrow focus. Now, many people assume that it's the physical behaviors in a pre-performance routine that are key. Things like tying your shoelaces in a certain way, or maybe putting on a watch. And it's true, they are important, but maybe not in the way you'd think. On the surface, the physical parts of a pre-performance routine create a feeling of comfort, confidence, and familiarity. But the real impact lies in the fact that these actions become so automated that they can actually free up your brain to think about what it needs to think about. In short, You can use pre-performance routines to separate your body's behavior from your mind's thoughts. These routines can allow you to take control of your thinking patterns. For me, they involve a set of rituals that start about three hours before I stand on the start line. And their main purpose is to help switch me from thinking mode to trusting mode. By the time that I'm at the race, all of the work has been done. I've trained, I've prepared, I've thought through every element of my ability to give my best. But that last element, the focus and the trust, is something that you have to switch into just before. And by the time I'm standing on that start line, I know that I'm prepared mentally and physically for whatever comes next. Now you have a better understanding of what a pre-performance routine can be used for. So I'm going to give you a run-through of how to use one yourself. You don't need to be a high-achieving athlete for a pre-performance routine to be useful. We all encounter moments when we need to suddenly be alert and focused. It might be just before an exam or before a job interview or an important presentation. It doesn't matter if you're doing it for the first time or the hundredth. Pre-performance routines can help give you clarity and focus in the moment. This routine is not really something you can do right now. So think of it as preparation for an upcoming moment rather than an exercise. Imagine you're giving that presentation. The first stage in the process is to give yourself a cue. It might be the moment you would say to yourself, it's go time. It might be when you give your appearance that final check in the mirror before you go into the room. Whatever it is, having a consistent cue helps train your mind to click into gear. It can last a matter of seconds. It just needs to act as an initiator to send a clear signal to the brain that you need to start focusing. After the cue, this is where you put your routine into action. One way to prepare a routine is to break it down into three stages, physical, (gasps) mental, and verbal. Yes. One, physical. An athlete might remember to hold their head back, swing their arms, or stretch in a certain way. In this example of giving a presentation, taking a series of deep breaths might be a good first step. Or perhaps it's closing your eyes for 30 seconds. Feel free to make this as fun as you want, like clicking your fingers, stamping your feet, or massaging your neck. It really doesn't matter what it is. The point is, practicing the same routine each time can free up your brain. Two, mental. This could be doing a simple visualization exercise. You could, for instance, imagine the most positive possible outcome, like everyone being fully engaged and attentive or a standing ovation at the end of the presentation. Three, verbal. Say to yourself, you've got this, or if you prefer, recite a song lyric or a poem. If you follow a pre-performance routine, it will give you the best opportunity to be in the right headspace to deliver your absolute best. That brings an end to today's episode of Mindset Win. And if you want a refresher on preparing a pre-performance routine, follow the link in the episode description where you'll find a clear breakdown of the cue and the three-stage example I just gave you. If you're enjoying the series, leave a comment and let me know. I can't wait to talk you through more mental strategies from top athletes and sports professionals. Until next time.